This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We start things out with your calls. That's the purpose of the program. Let's talk to TSA George calling from D.C. on the amp line. Hello, George. Hey, guys. What's hey. up? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I, I just saw the movie Swing Vote the other day with Kevin Costner. Have you heard of it? What is it? Some ba- it's a baseball mo- uh, movie, right? A swing vote. It's a funny political movie where basically this is the most hilarious political movie I guarantee you'll ever see. Ian, you have got to see this. If you really want to laugh so hard, you'll pee your pants. Huh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, basically the the premise is about this uh, played by Costner, is like an average Joe public guy who votes in an election, and it turns out his vote doesn't count. Didn't count like it was a m- machine broke down or something like that, and um, the state. Board says he's, he's entitled to recast his votes. So now the entire nation is waiting on this one state in New Mexico, and it came down to this one guy's vote. You know, they're, they're a little silly attempt to prove that every vote counts, which is complete BS, by the way. Mm. And, and so now it, the entire fate of the election is in this guy's hand. He's got 10 days to decide, and he's got both candidates essentially um, per, personally trying to get, get him to vote for them. <laughs> and it's like the whole media country just goes as about as insane as a s house rat, and um, like every the, every media um, interview he gets, where they ask him about his, about his position on an issue, and so every time he gives an answer, all of a sudden you'll see a, a commercial run by one of the candidates switching their position to. Um, <laughs> you know, to conform to this dude, all of a sudden, you know, like you have the Democrat coming out with an anti-abortion thing that's just the most hilarious commercial you've ever seen in your life. All right, so to TSA George recommends swing vote. What else is on your mind tonight? Oh yeah, oh um, another um, waste of much money. Yesterday, I got I spent an hour and a half being told how to handle a badge with our new uniforms coming out. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? How to handle it? Yeah, yeah how to care for it, how, um, how to treat it, and how, <laughs> how to... This was an hour and a half. <laughs> an hour and a half class on badge polishing? <laughs> Your tax dollars at work, Mark. Holy crap. Wow. You know, like, what, what it means to have this. Right, you know, well, because you guys have a badge now, whereas before all you had was the, the patches. It is just the Funniest thing as it's like here we are just sitting here getting paid for this like our tax dollars like well, we could be you know spinning passengers getting yeah. them onto planes some of them make sure your brown shirts are well laundered I, d- I don't even know what which I think is worse just so you know George <laughs> wow that's an amazing story what were some of the tips that they had for you don't touch it uh, polish you know what, what give us give us some badge tips essentially. They just said this badge does not give you any new powers. This thing does not um, let you go anywhere you normally couldn't go before. And um, oh yeah, and please use non-abrasive soap to wash and clean the badge, and be sure to turn it in when you quit or get fired. Wow! And so the badge doesn't have your name on it. it it's not a nameplate. It took, it took like an, up over an hour to, to explain all that. Hmm, that's amazing. 
Well, there you go. I think it's probably a good idea to tell people that are just just now getting badges that this badge doesn't give you any new powers. (laughs) This does not grant you anything. Well, I mean, if it did give you new powers, would you feel them coming into you when you put the put the badge on? Like a a shock, a jolt of electricity of some sort? Amazing example of. I'll let you know on 9/11 because that's when we start wearing the new badges. As I oh really on 9/11? Do you already have your badge? You just. Uh, I have my I have my new uniform. I don't, they haven't given us our badges yet. I see. They're they're, they're forging them in Mount Doom, you know, with so on. Right. Ah, <laughs> righty. You know, a perfect example of uh, bureaucracy in action that they spend. You know, this is what they're doing. They're spending an hour teaching, an hour to an hour and a half teaching you about what the badge means. Badge Thanks care and taking care of it. Thanks, George, for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one to Todd in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Todd. Hello, Hello, Todd. Todd in Maryland. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, okay, um, so I got a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, first, I want to touch on the uh, U.S. Customs policies or something. Now, apparently they have, uh, it was dated, I read an article two days ago, uh, apparently back in July, uh, last uh, like month ago, July 16th, uh, the Department of Homeland Security apparently enacted a new policy uh if you're incoming to the united states whether you're a citizen or not um you know, shut up um if you uh, if you come in to the united states and uh for whatever reason uh if you have any type of like ipod laptop cell phone any storage device or analog like digital type of device mm-hmm. apparently the federal government can now confiscate it if they see you as a suspicious person uh, in order to yes. protect terrorism. Yeah, I saw that too. And yep, they can what? confiscate it, and they can copy your hard drives and look through everything. And yeah, and, and then they they just can do it on a whim. I mean, it doesn't even matter if they're suspicious. I'm sure that's what they have to say in order to take your laptop. But if they don't like the way you look or just curious about what you might have on there, they can do it. It's no problem. Hello. Hello. So I mean, my thought basically is, you know, when's Who's going to draw the line where? Like they're not. You know, if we're if we're in the free country, you know, I, I should be able to have an iPod, right? Well, I want to be able to listen to music. I, I think the, the only long, way this is going to change. Or yeah, it's you know it's saying? frustrating. I mean, how does one in the, uh, who is in the marketplace compete with this? I mean, I suppose you could open up your own airport. Maybe that's a possibility, but then the FAA would probably send in some goons to to shut that down. So, how does one uh, handle this situation? It's really I, you can't it's deal all with I can it. all I can do is reference back to the Heller case, which just recently came down from the Supreme Court, where uh, you know they said that yes, you have the right to keep and bear arms, but of course it, th- those rights can be attenuated by uh, you know whatever governing body there is. In this case, it was uh, Washington D.C., the District of Columbia, mm-hmm. and essentially they can attenuate out of existence. They can regulate out of existence whatever right you have. You have the right to keep and bear arms, except we can uh, you know say that convicted felons can't have them. We can say that uh, you, you can uh, you can't. You can't travel around with them. You must keep them with a uh, trigger lock, you know, to the point where you might as well not even have a gun to protect yourself. Yeah. I mean, and then I wanted to touch on the uh, national, or the way you put it, the national slavery uh, policies. Uh, I know you've been talking about it all week or whatever, but I started listening to your show about four days ago. So I want to get my thoughts in. Uh, As a 16-year-old kid, Mm. you know, uh, the... The thought of enforce, you know, forcing everyone to work for the state. I mean, you put it very well. 
just the you know the thir- the 13th amendment rights though like uh, i mean everyone's kind of afraid this is going to be enacted and i know the government you know hasn't ever gotten around you know the constitution or the supreme court hasn't made exceptions sure they have you really think you really think for something like you know uh, you know national slavery do you really think that the supreme court is going to allow that Oh yeah, well, I mean, look what the Supreme Court they, is allowing. They've done it. They've done it multiple times. They're going to look at. Um, for one, you've got sort of a. Uh, the Supreme Court didn't stop the draft. For, for lack of a better term, um, you, you've got something that you know looks like uh, a, a Republican Supreme Court up there. And who wants uh, national service more, the, the draft more than Republicans? Now, of course, Democrats would want everybody to have to be in AmeriCorps, or the Peace Corps, or whatever. Right. So that's why this you, will satisfy yeah, them all. Yeah. This is this is going <laughs> to. I suspect you're going to see this go through. I just I just I can see it coming. There are no. I don't have to like it. The Supreme Court does not have liberty-minded people sitting on it. I mean, they back up the uh, the state, uh, you know, almost every single time. And uh, again, they didn't end the draft. They just shut, you know, Congress just shut down the draft. The selective service system still exists. And as a 16-year-old, uh, sometime next year, you'll probably get a card in the mail or they'll give it to you at school or whatever that says that you have to, uh, you know, register with the selective service system under the penalty of possibly five years in jail. Something real bad. Five hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Like that. So they'll try to scare you into uh, registering, and that is the draft system. So really, all they're waiting to do is flip the switch and turn it back on. They're all sit. The selective service uh, system has been sitting there dormant for decades, still going through its bureaucracy, still doing what it was designed to do in the event that it's ever called back into uh, active status. So, no, the Supreme Court is not going to protect you from this. The only way to stop this is to stop cooperating, and I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Since he brought up national service or national slavery, we'll uh, share with you an email that one of our listeners sent to the people over at Target, and we'll update you on whether or not we've heard from the Target people yet. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, they are free, so enjoy those including the archives. Uh, there's an entire year's worth of the program right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience, so enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. And are you remodeling your kitchen or bath? Well, now you can purchase knobs, pulls, and faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's internobs.com. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S dot com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, pulls, and more, all at internobs.com. Our number here again, 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. Yeah, Nick. And Mark. All right, let's go to your phone calls, and then we'll uh, continue discussing the national slavery, the latest on that situation. First to Ivan in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. Uh, I have a question. Do you think uh, free market business is more efficient than government programs? Seems like uh, an obvious question. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I've heard uh, one of you say before, though, that you believe a political system is a good way to achieve your goals. How uh, do you? Mark's kind of in the. He likes the political system. Which, I think Nick which is, political? Uh, who, do, who do you think it was, and what and, and what was the reference? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't sound like something we would say. Well, didn't one of you say that uh, you can vote for freedom? 
Hmm. Yeah, I think you're on that side, Mark. You support, uh, you know, you're pretty actively supporting the political side. I, I'm trying to uh, decide if they're quotes or not. And um, the, I, you know, I think that you can uh, vote for elected officials. Uh, probably, you know, one's going to be better than another. But that is government system, no? Well, yeah. Well, don't you think that it would be more efficient to uh, use the market? System well, I, I, I don't think so if you can't convince people. And I think that uh, you know, presenting them with an um, entirely free market pre- um, system up front, you're not going to get anybody on your, uh, you know, on your side because people are concerned about roads and police and things like that. And I, I think that uh, you know, it's a step-by-step process is probably uh, you know, what's going to work best. But uh, what, why then do it through a political system? What's that? Why not just do it? Why do it through political system? Why not just do it through market? Well, because the political system is uh, currently uh, constricting the market, and you have to pull off those constrictions. Couldn't you, per se, go into the counter economy? I, I'm, I'm for the counter economy. I uh, use gold and silver to think... uh, you know pay people as often as I can, but uh, you know the. It, 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 I need to buy things during, uh, you know, the regular course of life, and uh, you know, uh, shopping at grocery stores and and Walmart is an easy way to get a lot of the things that you need quickly, rather than spending well, yes. a lot of time. Well, yes, I, I was just I was just talking about convincing people, though you can convince people without uh, going through the political system and. I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, program. Ivan. I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely on your side in that I think that the market-based activism can be much more powerful than the political realm. But there are a lot of people who that's what they know. They know the political realm. That's what they're comfortable with. And they feel like that's where they want to stay and that's where they want to focus their activism. And I think that all that we can do, those of us who support mar- market-based activism, is to engage in our form of activism and then prove to the politicos that we are having more success uh, that we are being, you know, um, more successful quicker than the political guys are. And, yeah, prove it to me, please. Yeah, and, and, and once we're successful, then they'll inevitably see that and they'll come on over. And that's how I feel about it. But Nick, uh, as kind of a political guy, how do you feel about all this? Um, I think there's a place for trying to outcompete outcompete the government through the marketplace and show how much more efficient the marketplace can be. But it's very, I feel it's very <clears throat> difficult to do when you still have the state apparatus in place. You're to actually compete with services like police protection, um, things that are traditionally government services. Right. I mean, it's they, very difficult because they you, enforce monopoly. You, you've got that. You've got that currently in the case of uh, schools. Um, you've got you know private schools which offer a better education, but the vast majority of people continue to send their kids to government schools because they already pay for it, and to them it, it you know shows up as free. But, I didn't. Uh, what thoughts? about just convincing people? It, it just seems to me that if a market system is more efficient, then it's kind of foolish to go through political system. I well, think you use the one right tool. I'm with you. I, I got you. And I think that uh, we're just going to have to convince these political activists of the viability of that particular viewpoint. And I think that we're only on the beginning cusp of that. Uh, cusp of that. So thank you, Ivan, for the call. 800-259-9231. That Makes is a pretty solid point. What's that now? He made a pretty solid point. We should go with whatever the best option well, is. Well, he, he, he says, you know, if you believe um, the government versus, is more efficient than um, the political system, and I, I do. You mean the market is more efficient? Than the- Excuse me, that the market is more um, efficient than the government, then why would, uh, then why would you u- try to use the government to get back to the market? I mean, you know, it's... It's a good point, but the government is good at enforcing monopolies and using force to shut down competition. So you're, while you can say that the free market Look is more Look at what they did to the Liberty Dollar. Right, and the Liberty Dollar is not going to be able to raise an army. That's just not 
in the current paradigm, that's right. not how the market. The government works gets to right use now. violence um, to, you know, do what it wants, and you know, therefore, you, <laughs> you know, how how do you compete against that? Well, the the market based activists, I think, would point out that, or some of them would point out that, you know, certainly uh, that's one of the concerns that we have. But at the same time, we understand that by living free, inevitably, if the government does decide to use violence against us, those of us who are living free and who aren't consenting to the system, then hopefully. That uh, will help bring more attention to the situation. One of the things that you guys have on the political side is, you know, the status quo. And the, the status quo is that politics, as despicable and gross and hated as it is by many Americans, I mean, most Americans dis- detest politics. Right. It's true. They, they say, you know, how do you know a politician's lying? His lips yeah. are moving. So they're yeah. saying that all politicians lie all the time. Even the ones that, per- I mean, most Americans don't even participate or pay attention to politics, but even of the ones that do, uh, many of them absolutely detest test politics. However, that doesn't, uh, you know, that doesn't counter the fact that politics gets attention. Uh, it gets attention in the mainstream media, for instance. They, they just lather attention all over these, uh, these candidates who are just saying the same old crap that they say every four years. Mm-hmm. It's the same. They're the same candidates, just with different names. Right. They're not exciting, but they right. make them seem like they are. Right. And, and it's, it's always funny when we go to these radio conventions, Mark, uh, the, the common thread that you'll hear among some of the speakers at the conventions is that this is the most exciting campaign season of my life. Yeah. And they said it, they said it in 2004 and they, or 2006 and they said it in 2008. They say it and, enough that it will be true, right? right? There's nothing exciting about this. It's just the same old crap. But the, the reality is that the news media pays attention to the political process. Yeah. Sure, but it I'd like that to but change. But it generally doesn't pay attention to the candidates that I like. That much is true. And, and while it would be great if that changed, the only way it's going to change is if the market-based movement actually does enough newsworthy stuff to really get the attention of the news people. And so far, we haven't really seen that happening too much. So that's just why we need more market-based activism, and we need more concentration of that kind of activism. And that's what we're going to see happen, and we're already seeing the very beginnings of it here in New, uh, here in New Hampshire, specifically the Keene area, where many voluntarist uh, market activists are kind of coalescing. Well, also in New Hampshire, we're seeing a, uh, a great deal of uh, action on the front of getting uh, liberty-minded people into the political process, too. And I think that yeah, I, I, I don't think you're going to be able to prove one way or the other with uh, with these processes, which one's more efficient, simply because they're both happening now. I think, well, you're not going to be able to prove it as it's happening, but you're going to be able to look back, and you're going to say, ah, well, you and know. You'll be able to interpret history in whatever way you would like. Yeah, you're in right. 2010, you can look back on 2009 and say, oh, well, let's compare and see who was more successful at being more free. More coming up. You bring up what you want. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number. Dial in at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, including the wiki with over 1,700 pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, they do early-out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. 
SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. 1-800-259-9231, the latest on the uh, national slavery situation coming up at your calls first. We go to J.C. in Alabama. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, J.C. Libertation, gentlemen. Good evening, sir. What's on your mind? Well, I can't say that I'm pleased. I'm looking at uh, the podcast alley rankings, and now Free Talk Live is 92 votes behind the number one spot. We need to get that up right now. Well, I, I concur with you. Well, at least we're closing the gap. It was over 100 votes last night, and I don't know why Who's it's we? so hard. We, I don't know what to you do. You and I have nothing to do with it. What do you mean? You and, I mean, we just happen to do the podcast. It's uh, all the other people out there. I voted this month. Yeah. So, so uh, I know you guys need to be polite because you're the radio talk show host, so I'll do it for you. Everybody, vote right now. <laughs> okay, JC's going to be the bad guy. I'm with, I'm with you. Go to vote.freetalklive.com. Please do it. It takes less than a minute and makes a big difference for us. Being number one means more people find the show, meaning more people discover uh, the message of freedom. So that's a good thing. Right? We sure have that uh, number five uh, show on the run. We've got 200, 200 votes above them. Well, that's not, you know, whoopee-doo, right? Uh, yeah. Being number four is just yeah. not the place to be as far as Thanks I'm for concerned. pointing that out, JC. What else is on your mind? Anything else? That's all. Have a good Thanks one, Thanks for the call. Let's talk to Kurt in Michigan on the amp line. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live. how are you tonight? Hey, what's up? I just want to let Mark know I can't vote right now. You cannot vote? Because I vote, I, I voted on the first, I vote on the first of every month. Okay, good. Excellent, sir. So oh, what were you calling oh, about? Well, I, I got, I, we had a vote today in, uh, in Metro Detroit, and um, I went to the polls, and in, in Michigan, you've got to show your ID to vote. Okay. So I, uh, I went up to the, the, uh, um, uh, to the counter, and uh, the gentleman said, may I please see your ID? And I said, well, I'm very sorry, but that's unconstitutional. Hmm. And he looked at me with a puzzled look, and I said, well, you're not allowed to charge a poll tax. And if I have to pay the government for a piece of paper that identifies myself, that's a poll tax. Well, that's an interesting point. Yeah, it is. So we went around and around, and they <laughs> called the county clerk, and the county clerk said, well, He's got to show ID. Of course, of course. And I said, well, what do you have with your picture on it? And I said, well, I have my Costco card. Ah, I didn't know those had pictures on it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> they, they accepted my Costco card, and I got to vote with my Costco card as ID. Ha, that's fantastic, because I know that uh, certainly the, some of the activists have been talking about doing like a private form of identification, and I had no idea that Costco had an ID that actually had a, a photo on it. That's, hmm. pretty, that's pretty neat, and they actually let you get away with that. It's a very small, low-resolution picture. I mean, but it's they, they just print it up on there right there. I think but that's fantastic. The gentleman, they they the, do that. The, at... the, the, gentleman, the gentleman behind the counter said, you know, I, I really don't want to discuss this. I'm just doing my job. Yeah, of course. And of course. That, 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 that threw the trigger. And, and <laughs> I, I kind of went, I, I, I hope I didn't make him feel bad, but I said, well, you know, that's just what the SS guard said at Nuremberg before Ooh. we put them to death. I... Yeah, well, you know, I, that's uh, they they don't like those comparisons, and uh, you know, sometimes I think that it might may turn people off. However, it's only it's a matter true. of degrees. Yep, it's so it, true. It Great story, Kurt. Second thing I want to talk about is yes, amp sir. program. Everybody, listen to my voice. If you're an amplifier, thank you very much. Please up your amp money, and if you're not amplifying, 
please consider it. This is a message that has to get out. You know, thanks, Kurt. I, I, thank you, Kurt. But uh, I, I always say I don't care what amplifiers amp at, just that they amp. You know, that it, it's it's great and everything. That if you want to go from three to five or five yeah, to yeah. twenty-five or whatever, and all those things, they certainly do help. But uh, to me, it's more important that people amplify, not that they, uh, you know, up their amps. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, oh. three thousand people amped at three bucks, we'd be almost to our goal. Yep. And just one more thing, if I may, listening to what Sam Dotson has gone through, and I had the opportunity to meet him, and I was one of the people who went up to him the first day at Pork Fest and, and shook his hand and told him it was an honor to meet him. The more I hear about him, the more he is just a complete and utter hero to me. Oh, he's a superstar. He's an activist superstar, as far as I'm concerned. God. Batman, I, I I swear, I would I would carry his camera anywhere he wanted. Fantastic. Well, uh, he'll be here in New Hampshire sometime this year, and uh, we may be hearing from him later tonight. And thank you for the call, Kurt, and the kind words. 800-259-9231 is the number. Of course, referring to uh, the Obscure Truth, ne- uh, the Obscured Truth Network's Sam, who we've had on this program many a time, talking about his uh, adventures in the justice, so-called justice system in in uh, American legal land, and he will be. Uh, he is a free. State Project member, and I believe he's in the process of selling, or I think he's refurbishing his house a bit, doing a little remodeling, and then we'll be selling it off down right. there in Texas. So, pretty cool. Yeah, your house has to be tip-top right now to, uh, you know, get set, um, you know, to, to be the one that people choose from, because there's a lot of inventory out there, and that's the reason that I tell people to go to innerknobs.com and redo your kitchen with new knobs, pulls, and faucets, mm. because, well, it, the next guy does have new faucets. Let's continue. And you can do it cheaper. Yep, internobs.com. Frank, in New York City, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Ah, good evening, gentlemen. Hello, what's on your mind? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, raise this point with you. Okay. Have you. Have either of you ever researched the free market existing in history? Well, I've, I've read... From, from, no, I'm serious. From ancient time through the present. Well, Did you find... Uh, a point in history where that actually existed within any country. Not really. Or, that's correct. You're talking about where there's because no wherever there's gov- Yeah, wherever there's some that's guy correct. that can... Where there's no regulation, where there's no corruption. By corruption, I mean, let's say, a king, a sovereign, a religious figure mm-hmm. demanding payment in order to carry on commerce. Mm-hmm. Or that. Right. Uh, so historically, that's the point I wanted to raise, because you, I, I often hear on the radio show, and I do believe that we should have freer markets, uh, but in certain instances, such as capital formation, finance, financial instruments, uh, the expansion of debt, I think those have to be – those financial engagements have to be regulated, or well, we're going to see a situation – that we have now, thanks to Ronald Reagan deregulating the banking industry. Now, uh, for Frank, FDR I would agree that we need. Sort of I, I, I'm, I'm not against you know there being a certain in. amount of government control, but I would say that in the banking industry is where you're going to see the um, the most corruption. And it, when, when people say that there's you know there's never been a place in history where the free market has existed, you would also say that there's never been a place in history where um, you know robbery hasn't existed, or rape hasn't existed, or some other kind of crime hasn't existed. Government is simply a crime, and it's... Correct. Even if we don't use the term... Frank? Frank? We Frank? didn't cut him off. Frank's gone. I don't know what happened to Frank. Well, he'll probably call back. I'm... Oh, oh there Frank he is. is there. Frank? Uh, yeah. You got cut off there? there for a moment. Go Re- ahead. Repeat what you said. Okay. Yeah, even if you look back, it's interesting. I spent about three years researching this area, I guess, 20-some years ago, and I found it interesting that historically, uh, as power was consolidated, uh, you had... 
the notion of warrants or uh, charters or grants that would allow people to conduct commerce. And usually it was the sovereign or the monarch that got the money. And then mm-hmm. the person engaged in commerce was given a warrant or a grant. And if you go to England, you'll still see, let's say, on things like Range Rovers and Rolls Royces, the monarch's warrant, like uh, manufactured to Queen Elizabeth. And, and it's rather interesting because, in a sense, that has always been with us. Even in ancient Greece, uh, if we look at, let's say, Sparta, yeah, well, that's and why it's after, time. I, I mean, I, I believe you, Frank, and okay. certainly you can go example after example. Oh, I do. Of, I, I, of, I, I contend he's correct of, on this. Of violent people ruling over the peaceful, and that's what you're talking about, and that's why it's time to move past all that. Government was a, a, a mistake. It was uh, the wrong thing to do. As you said, Mark, it's a crime what has been done to these poor people over all these uh, decades and hundreds of years. Especially the banking industry. And it's time to evolve past that and move toward the free market. And, Frank, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800 and and then move into an unprecedented period of uh, wealth creation and growth for our lives. I I think I might disagree with you there to an extent. You can come back and talk about that here in moments, and you can call in about anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you like all the features we get on the site, if you like Free Talk Live and you want to help support the show, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. Again, start your shopping experience at amazon.freetalklive.com. And don't forget to join Nick and his co-host Toby uh, once a week for Free Minds TV over at freemindstv.com. And uh, don't forget their podcast as well, which includes their uh, their other show, which is Free Minds Radio. You can go and get more great pro-liberty content at freemindstv.com. Now, Nick, you had said uh, that you disagree. Before we get back into the calls, I want to give you a chance to explain. Uh, we were talking about, or I made the uh, suggestion that in the absence of, uh, after we uh, move on or evolve away from this uh, primitive uh, idea of government and we move into the free marketplace, that we would have a, an unprecedented period of uh, wealth creation in this country. You said you somewhat disagree? Well, moving towards a free market, I to an extent, I think there's a there's a limit there, and there's two different ways that the government can get can exist. One is as an interventionist state that intervenes in the economy, and that's sort of what the caller was suggesting that you needed central banking, you needed taxes and regulation to make Keep the, the, economy the other function. bad guys in check was his well, suggestion. Well, well, he was he was suggesting that the market itself and when I'm saying the market I'm saying the voluntary exchange of goods and services was uh, that the impression I got was he was saying it was imperfect and it needed some kind of government regulation. Well, I think that um you know what you'll often hear uh, economists say is that uh, you know the marketplace needs an infusion of you know debt essentially. Um they need to be able to borrow in order to expand more quickly. There's just simply not enough money around there out there to change hands and and that kind of thing and I, I think that the free market can figure out how to infuse that debt into the marketplace without a central bank doing that. I don't know whether this is true. I simply don't. I don't know whether, you know, just using uh, gold and silver or whatever um, exchange there might be. I think gold and silver would be good exchanges. Um, you know, just using those would be fine for the economy. Would it slow it down? I, I simply don't know. But I can tell you that currently there are people in control of our central banks that are essentially robbing us blind. 
Yeah, I, th- I think with that argument, certainly what was called the Gilded Age, which was the Industrial Age in the United States, was it, it took place under a gold standard, and it was a massive industrialization of the economy and a massive expansion of infrastructure, and that was on the gold standard. So And costs dropped during that uh, period dramatically. Absolutely. When they talk about deflation on a gold standard, it, it was the good sort of deflation in the sense that mm-hmm. consumer buy prices more. dropped and purchasing power stayed the same or increased. But, you know, I think the market can really handle money. It can handle pretty much everything that we carry out in our day-to-day lives. When you get to the use of force, I think that's where there's something of a distinction. Because to have property rights and to defend your right to life or liberty, there you have to use force in certain circumstances against people who would exert a claim over your property. If you didn't have some mechanism of defending it, whether it's by yourself with arms or through a legal framework, mm-hmm. through some kind of a title, say to your house, um, you can quickly descend into a lot into a situation where there's no legitimate recourse. And I know that Ian, you advocate arbitration or private defense firms, but I'm still not entirely convinced. And the criticism that I, I hear of that, which personally I have, I'm not entirely convinced that you wouldn't see it turn into some kind of a gangland scenario. It, essentially, what- I'd rather take my chances. I mean, because we already know that we have a gang and they call themselves the government. So maybe that's a possibility, but at least that at that point, then the gangs would be quite clear. It would be clear who was a gang and who was a legitimate uh, protection company, uh, you know, operating in their customers' best interest and providing real service to people as opposed to people that are using coercive action over others. I mean, the the, the gangs that you're talking about won't have the veil of legitimacy that the government uh, currently does today. And that means that when that gang is attacking someone, say they've decided, the gang has decided that you didn't pay your protection money, so therefore they're going to throw you out on the street and take your house from you. If you were to fight back... Or have your protection company come in and fight back against that particular marauding band of invaders, hopefully people would look at that and see, yeah, those people were a gang, they were violent, and they were trying to take Nick's house, and they deserved what happened to them. Whereas if the government police come in and try to kick you out of your house, as we talked about last night, the man who didn't pay his $50 parking ticket uh, kicked out of his $250,000 home, when the government comes to kick him out of his home, if he decides to you know, pull out a gun and start shooting, then you know, everybody looks at him as being the madman. And they look at the government as just, well, they were just doing their jobs. Hey, he didn't pay the parking ticket. I just don't think that these market-based gangs that you and others are so frightened of possibly happening would have that level of legitimacy with people. They may not have the level of legitimacy, but that doesn't necessarily mean they'd go away. I mean, and well, they'd die. I mean, if they started trying to steal things from people, they'd start, you know, there'd be attrition in that their ranks would start going uh, smaller. And then in order to recruit new soldiers, they'd have to pay more and more and more to their mercenaries. Certainly, you can make that argument. But and I'll, I'll make an example with a real world example that's not perfect. But if you look at many places of the world where a, a central government essentially exerts no influence, it may exist, but it, it, it's not an actual force in day-to-day life. Take Afghanistan, for example. You have warlords all over that country who simply claim geographical areas of land and fight over the right to distribute. I'm the mayor. (laughs) You're going to die. There's there's certainly attrition, but people... um, The whole thing hinges on the whole of the populace or the vast majority of it 
supporting a free market peaceful paradigm. That is what we need. We and, do right, need a paradigm it, shift. And in many parts of the world where you see very very little as far as a legal framework, rule of law, you simply see gangs of thugs or militias form and fight each other for the right to control certain trades, or they essentially become small governments war amongst each other. I agree. I I won't disagree with any of the points that you've made. Um, I would say that likely. Uh, you know, how about this? Would you allow a uh, you know a system where people were able to try out ideas of free market protection and and that kind of thing? Oh, I think certainly. You know if. If it wants, I think it would be a good idea to try it on a fairly limited scale. Things usually yeah. work better. I'm for the free a, state of New Hampshire scale. with the uh, the the crazy keen anarchy zone. <laughs> I, but or, look at or, the war. Like, as far as I'm concerned, they can go out to well, Sullivan. Cer- cer- I don't care. Certainly, if <laughs> certainly the worst that could well, Graft I won't them. say the worst that could happen. If a free market paradigm failed in a, in a given area, it was attempted, and most people in that area or enough people were behind it to give it a serious try, and it failed, you can argue that if it doesn't work out, we can simply reset to having a very limited government. You um, could argue that. You could argue that, but generally when you see a, a state apparatus collapse, if in the aftermath, if there are people in pursuit of power, and it doesn't even have to be a large number – you tend to see something even worse emerge. Right. In the no, no, I'm with you. And, and history is behind what you're saying. But I think that the difference between what we're hoping to see happen here is, with this movement of this, uh, you know, this voluntarist movement that is expanding here in New Hampshire, what we're hoping to see happen is that paradigm shift, not some sort of violent ouster of the existing state, which is what happened in places like Somalia. You mentioned the warlords. And, and even the term warlord does not connotate legitimacy. I mean, it, that term itself, and the media loves to use it, suggests that these are just violent people. And so it's quite clear that using force and defense against a warlord or some sort of marauding band would be completely justified under that situation but in what we're trying to do we're trying to educate people we're trying to um, non-cooperate be civilly disobedient bring attention to issues and start start a conversation with people about the free marketplace and and why it is indeed better and hopefully we will see that slow shift it's not going to be an overnight thing it's not going to be a week-long thing this is going to be a process where uh, where I envision the government continuously losing legitimacy. Either way they, they go about it, they're going to lose legitimacy. If they crack down, they're going to lose it uh, because it'll show they're a violent gang. And if they ignore us, then they're going to lose it over time because we're just our ranks are going to grow. And they're, they, hopefully they, those who believe in the state and those that love the state and they, you know, they put the state up on the pedestal, will see what's happening around them and they'll say, well, maybe I'll be better off in Massachusetts. And they'll move out. In fact, Dave Ridley recently did a Ridley report at RidleyReport.com about how there are actually apparently within the last, I think it was a year ago or maybe it was 2006, I don't remember which year it was, but uh, one of the recent years in New Hampshire, there was actually more people, I think it was last year, moving out of the state than actually moving into it. Hmm. So, you know, we don't know why those people are moving out, but think about yourself. I mean, if you were a socialist, if you were a dyed-in-the-wool statist, and you started seeing this influx of liberty activists, especially if you're a political one, you're seeing them at the state house all the time now, and you're seeing this voluntarist stuff going on out in Keene, and you're paying attention to this going on, wouldn't that make you want to leave? Or would it make you dig in your heels and uh, fight for the state? I, I don't know that it's had a real world impact. I don't know that it has either. I would contend. They're I, paying I, attention. I, they know we're here. I don't know who they are. And um, Fred Parcells knows we're here. Yeah, yeah, well, Fred Parcells and he actually is, agrees with us is a, a cop, stuff. you know. I so, and, and it's his idea. It's you know, as far as he's concerned, he's keeping an eye on a bunch of subversives that have moved yeah. into well, town. He's not the only one, man. They watched the NH3.com. I don't forum. think anybody's moved out over the Free State Project. I think they will. 
I think over time they'll either uh, come to understand our position and agree with us, or they'll move out. And so this will there'll be this slow shift. Hopefully it'll be fast, but you know it's hard to predict all that stuff in advance. Liberty toward, in our lifetimes is what I was advertising. Yeah, toward too. more liberty, more coming up. You take control. Free talk live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy all that on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right back into your calls. That is the point of the program. And coming up, the latest on the national slavery situation in this country. First, we go to Jeff listening in Athens. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I just wanted to give you guys an update. Um, I called back in July, and I took um, this uh, seatbelt violation to court. And I got to tell you today, after my experience in court, um, the judge—they don't even the judge or you know the government—they don't even care about the Constitution or anything, you know, considering principle or rights. What is it that made you say that? I mean, clearly from our friend Sam from the Obscure Truth Network, from his videos, it made it very clear that that's certainly the case in Texas. Uh, there are a lot of stories around the country, but what specifically was it that led you to that conclusion? Well, right. I mean, I did a lot of research. You know, I, I, looked, I went into uh, Murray Rothbard's The Ethics of Liberty and did some research on natural rights, you know, Locke, um, Hobbes, and basically I wrote up like a two-page um, statement and then did some research on previous court cases ruling in favor supposedly of um, natural rights and I, I went up and made this speech in front of the court you know made my argument that the Ohio State Constitution you know basically um, is supposed to protect you know our life liberty and property mm-hmm. the same thing for um, the United States Constitution and at the end of this entire thing after making this argument the judge looks at me well actually I I quoted Jefferson towards the end of my argument. And then when I got done with that, the judge looks at me, and he says, well, I don't know if um, there are seatbelts back in Thomas Jefferson's time. He just—he didn't even respond logically to any of my arguments. That, uh, let me point something out here uh, from our friend uh, Mark Stevens over at AdventuresInLegalLand.com. Great book, and kind of one of the basis is that uh, Sam from the Obscured Truth Network has been working off of Adventures in Legal Land. Uh, he will point out that whenever you're dealing with a bureaucrat, whether it's a judge or any other bureaucrat, 
you you don't want an ar- you don't want to argue with them you don't want to make declarations and you know sort of submit your points or your argument to the court or to the bureaucrat because then what they can do is, and what they will do is they'll either wave it off as frivolous or they will uh you know they'll say that well that's your interpretation so you could come up in front of the court and say well you know based on this supreme court decision and this superior court decision you know these you could have all your ducks in a row and you could have an ironclad what you believe to be an ironclad case proving that you know you're you're correct and the judge will just simply say well that's your interpretation you know and then he'll move on and he'll find you or throw you in a a case that's if you want to succeed i I think that the the caller may very well have uh, thought that it was a good idea to make an argument from a uh you know a natural rights standpoint and to see, you know, see what on happened? a constitutional basis on both the state and federal levels, yeah. and see what happens. Well, that's what I mean, happens. The worst, the worst case scenario is he pays the fifty dollars uh, seatbelt fine, or right? Whatever. Th- that's exactly what happens, and that's why uh, people like Sam have have gone in and taking uh, taken a different tact of starting to ask a bunch of questions instead of standing up there and ma- trying to make a case for oneself. And you found out exactly what happens when you try to make a case. They just slap you down. And that's what they do. At the end, I asked. I actually asked them um, a question. You know, I, I said, looking at this um, paper that the court gave me, it says that the state versus the city, uh, the state and the city versus me. So the state and the city is basically the plaintiff, mm-hmm. yet the judge is paid by the state. So the judge is the plaintiff. Yes. So there can be no fair trial and arbiter because the judge is on the same side as the plaintiff. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, that's what Mark Stevens essentially says, um, you know, like that's part of his argument, but he gets there a little more roundabout Mark Stevens and, and, and boxes argue, him in. He asks questions. That's not an argument. It is once he's boxed him in um, with the questions. Not an argument. It's just simply asking questions. He states that he can't get a fair trial. Do, do you not represent the state? I mean, it's an argument. You can once, call it that once if you he's want asked to, enough but questions, asking questions to, doesn't qualify as an argument. Once he's asked enough questions to box them in, then he, you know, that's when he, uh, you know, makes the statement. If there's a statement, there is maybe, no statement. You just keep asking questions until the judge either throws you in a cage or throws you out of court. Um, generally, they, uh, you know, they, they do what they want, and then uh, you, Mark Stevens' approach is to be able to uh, attack an appeal. That much is true. Any other thoughts, well, actually, sir? Actually, I am appealing my case, and it's going to be, you know, another eighty-five dollars, and you know, it's going to be, you know, another thirty days. I have to go to a law library and do all this research on my own. And, but basically, my main argument was, if government cannot abide by its, you know, own contractual agreement, and you know, effectively, if not explicitly, it denies the rights of man, then what authority is the government claiming as a basis of its own authority? I think that's an excellent question. I'm interested to hear how your appeal goes, and you might want to take a look into Adventures in Legal Land just as, uh, you know, possibly something to consult as you consider. Or try uh, this this time, and then try that yeah. the next time. You'll, uh, you'll certainly get more tickets. <laughs> <laughs> if you want them, you certainly can. Thanks for the call, Jeff, and good luck. Thanks for the update. 800-259-9231. Our whole traffic system is set up that if you're on the road long enough, you're going to get tickets. So, yeah, I mean, they, they set the seatbelts, or not seatbelts, they set the uh, the speed limits too low, you know, for, for, you know, traffic to, what people, the speeds that people want to travel. They're just too low. And, uh, you know, stop signs, you got to come to a full, complete stop, rock your car backwards, and then you can go. I mean, the whole thing's set up as revenue generation. 1-800-259-9231-2, the amp line, we talked to Alex in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh... Mark said uh, that uh, Dark City was a good movie. Mark, you said that? I said that Dark City was a good movie? 
I think I might have said that. Mark, I don't believe. And I, I, don't I just be- saw it just before the show, and uh, I was really impressed by it. I recommend all uh, Free Talk Live listeners uh, check it out. Well, I, I like it. I think I might have said something because, Mark, I just lent it to you for the first time yeah, I, a couple I, days I haven't, ago. I haven't so. even seen the thing. Uh, I saw the first few minutes of it. That's about it. Okay. So, yeah, Mark has not yet seen Dark City. And, Nick, have you seen Dark City? I have not. What, I... it, what was it you liked so much about it exactly, Alex? Well, at first, it's, it seems a little bit like Saw. And then as it gets into it, it, uh, it, it seems a little bit more like The Matrix. But the best part about it is the, the underlying theme of uh, what makes us human, and it's just more than our memories. I, I think that it's very deep, and it's, uh, from that standpoint, I like the, the deep movies that ask those philosophical questions. Yeah, it's one of those movies that has a, a theme that I particularly enjoy, which is that uh, things are not as they seem. And I, I know I won't say any more than that because it is definitely worthwhile for people to see. In fact, uh, Dark City came out two years before The Matrix came out. Yeah. So even though it has similar themes, uh, they, they actually beat them to the punch. So it's kind of like right. it's like a more depressing Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the recommendation. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Alex? Uh, yeah, uh, a caller called in earlier, and uh, he was talking about the TSA and how the customs agents are trying to take your laptops. Yes. I would recommend to uh, the listeners that they download a program called TrueCrypt. Uh, it, you can download it at TrueCrypt.org. It's open source, and uh, it gives you a leg up on all other file encryption systems because it allows you to have de- uh, deniability. You can actually hide your files encrypted inside your encrypted partition, and and if the judge forces you to turn over the encryption keys, you don't tell him you have a hidden partition. You just go and you say, oh, here are the keys, and then they won't be able to find it, and they can't prove that it exists. So it's very helpful if you need to uh, hide some MP3s or whatnot or whatever yeah you know i don't know if if there was something that i had that was so sensitive that i wouldn't you know want it to the government people to get their hands on it uh, i don't think i would travel through an airport with that particular sensitive info i mean i understand <laughs> where you're coming from true crypt you said was the software i wish i knew enough about this because i would like uh, to, to encrypt I'd, I'd like to encrypt things on my computer i just would uh, you know so that people can't get a there hold of financial sort of, information that kind of thing there's got to be like an encryption for but i don't know how there. to use true crypt or anything else i, I you know the, well, how about this i'll make a forum post about it right now and i'll write up a tutorial there you go encryption for dummies thanks mark put put the word mark uh, put the word mark in it It might sound like it's simple to avoid bringing sensitive material on your laptop, but most laptops out there, I would think, have some kind of illegal download or copyrighted material on there that could land you in trouble. Maybe. Maybe not most, but uh, I know uh, very many people do have. When when you look at the the threat that comes on before every DVD and VHS tape that you watch, um, you know, you've got the FBI FBI threat. (laughs) Um, You realize... Wow, I could show this to my church group and get in trouble. If, so if yeah. you download a, 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 a song or something on the internet, you, these are the these are what you're facing: ten years, hundred thousand dollar fines. That's criminal. Yeah, it's craziness. Yeah, so apparently you can't show it to the church group in mass, but you could loan it to them one person at a time, and then it'd be a okay, right? Yeah, it'd be all right. It's stupid. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Bring up what you want. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number, 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy them all on us, including the archives, an entire year's worth of the show, front page of the website for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. Now, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, and we invite you to visit freestateproject.org to learn more about how the Free State Project is your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. Sure, you can keep trying to duke it out with the statists where you're at, but what happens when the best activists that were where you are at have moved away and moved to New Hampshire? Then your job's going to get even more difficult. Why wait? Just come here to uh, New Hampshire now. Join the Free State Project. Move as soon as you possibly can. It is a long-term thing, so if you've got a lot of stuff tying you down, there's no rush necessarily. Uh, You can still come later, but we'd rather you come sooner. So go to freestateproject.org, learn more about it, and come here to New Hampshire where the activism is unprecedented. There has never been a liberty movement like this before. People are concentrated in a way that you've never experienced if you haven't actually been here yet to see what it's like. It's true. So go to freestateproject.org and get involved. 800-259-9231. Continuing with your calls about what you want. Bill in Oklahoma. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I have a quick update, actually two updates in one, pertaining to the same issue. Uh... Lori Drew, who uh, was uh, charged by the federal goons in L.A. for essentially hacking MySpace. Oh, uh, oh, they, wait, hacking it? Wasn't this the woman that um, made a fake account, or was this someone else? I'm yes, this is, this is the lady that made the fake account, but they had to prosecute her under hacking charges. Right, and it was the feds that actually filed charges, wasn't it? Right. Okay. And the, goons, yeah. Just so everybody remembers the story, this is the woman that created the account, uh, which was allegedly a 16-year-old boy. Then, uh, you know, this is the mom of a 13-year-old girl, and or the mom of a young uh, teen girl who got on there to mess with one another teenage girl. And the girl that was, you know, had her head messed with, ended up going and committing suicide allegedly over being rejected by this fake teenage boy on the internet. Do you guys recall that story? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then the, now the feds had filed charges against this woman. And you've got an update. Go ahead, Bill. Yes, uh, actually, there's two updates. Uh, her defense team has filed a motion for dismissal, and uh, surprisingly enough, enough, the Electronic Frontier Foundation Friday filed a brief to have the charges dismissed on the grounds of unconstitutionally vague charges. Good for them. Basically, As I recall, there was a conspiracy charge in there too. Right. Well, basically, the argument that's being presented, and of course the. Um, Drew's personal objection will be heard uh, next month before she's uh, going uh, before trial in October. Uh, she was supposed to be scheduled to go through trial in July, but uh, they postponed it. Um, but the EFF basically made the the um, uh, the argument saying that if you if you go ahead and prosecute her and find her guilty of these these charges that are un- undoubtedly um, vague at best. You might as well go ahead and prosecute 20 million other people for doing the exact same thing. Absolutely. People creating all, fake accounts on the internet, <laughs> and, and I wonder whether um, you know, I, sort of a DBA. You know, when you announce, uh, when, if, if for instance I started doing business as a uh, as 
you know, something else. For instance, guys on the radio, this Mark Edge isn't my real name. Mm. I mean, <laughs> am I? It's am, close. I'm not trying to murder anybody. Um, so what? What's the deal? Well, I mean, on our bulletin board system, there are probably ha- uh, you know a couple dozen people with fake accounts right there. I'm sure. Right. And they also made the point that uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to take the law uh, at you know literal context. Technically speaking, anybody under the age of 18 would be going to jail simply by conducting a Google search. So why is that? Uh, the, um, there's a whole there's a, there was a whole write up on it on the CNET. Uh, okay. I think it was a blog uh, issue. Sure, that's on riveting. It, but it was really interesting to see that uh, that uh, EFS got involved, and I, I kind of figured they were going to. Um, I just didn't I, I didn't know as to uh, uh, how they were going to pre- uh, present the case because uh, as I stated. Uh, you know, time in, in the past, uh, Lori Drew should be held accountable for, you know, uh, at least fraud, um, if nothing else. I don't but, know, man. No, I mean, but, fraud, but, but it but, didn't result in, a, in... Hold on, before you go on, I mean, am I committing fraud by using a name that's other than my own um, on the radio? Fraud has to result in a loss, like a financial there, loss. There, there's been, yeah, but there's, there's that argument that I've made. How you, I can't prove that there was a loss. Of course I can't, I can't, but I'm sure if you backtrack it, I'm sure that somebody at MySpace can say, okay, well, we could have made money had you said you were you know, 32-year-old woman instead of a 16-year-old boy. We could have marketed it this way and could have made some more money. Pennies. And, and I'm, just saying, I'm just saying on a monetary issue that fraud, not saying anything so about should she compensate? So should she, should, should she write a check for $1.32 <laughs> to uh, MySpace I, in order to uh, you know, make up for this? The way the government works is, if, say you do ship somebody a dollar thirty-two, um, you're going to go to jail for ten years, and you're going to pay a hundred thousand dollar fine um, to the government. For essentially, for right. what would be the the, the cost of a, of a of a stamp? But well, would you support that though? I mean, do you support the government uh, sending somebody who uh, um, you know steals a dollar thirty-two to prison for ten years? That's not stealing a dollar thirty-two. I'm just saying. I, no, that wasn't the question. Oh, okay. I want to make sure we're clear on that. Sign- <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, you know, I you're putting me in a tough spot here, Mark, because I do think that this woman should be held accountable on some level. I but think she is what? held. She is held accountable. Can you imagine what it's like being her husband trying to go to work um, currently? Oh, I mean, yeah. I imagine they've moved at this well, point. Okay. Her, but, her husband's being held accountable, sure, but I'm talking about her herself. Look, she's uh, being ostracized. Hey, look, if I get held account, if my wife does something horrible and I get held accountable for it, believe me, she's held accountable for it in income and yeah. um, you know family life and all kinds of things. These people's life is crap. Yeah, they've been ostracized pretty severely. I mean, their address was I mean, posted on the, the Internet. This is a great example of ostracization. I'm not sure that ostracization would work in everything, but this is a really good example of it. Yeah, I, I don't think she owes anything to MySpace whatsoever, because if she owes money to MySpace for creating a fake account, then so does every other you know kid that's under the age of 16 that you know you can't create an account. Maybe it's 14 or whatever. There's a certain age, age limit at which MySpace won't allow you to create an account. Well, you, you, no, there's no, a MySpace no, for kids. No, let, me, let, me, uh, let me correct you there. It's not MySpace's policy. That's a federal law policy that, that so? prevents anybody from the age of 13 from signing on an online account because we want to protect our children. Um, hmm. that's right, but, but, but that wasn't my point. My point was that there are a lot of uh, kids on MySpace that will oh, sign yeah. up at like age 80 or eight, you know, they'll, they'll put in a date that will make them look like they're 77 or something like that. Right. Um, for various different reasons, but that's what goes on there. So, I mean, it's it's pretty absurd to suggest that you know MySpace would would have any even any interest in going after its users for being dishonest, uh, as far as its well, demographics. 
Well, would you rather they be held accountable for murder? Um, no, I don't think. That, the, the, I don't see why the, why the choices are there. Here. Sorry, say again, Bill. Well, we're playing devil's advocate here. I mean, would you rather have MySpace be held accountable for murder, considering it was the instrument of tool used to torment or supposedly no, tormenting we... this child to commit suicide? Well, that's not murder. First and foremost, <laughs> it's suicide, and any number of things could have caused this young lady to commit suicide. Whatever it was, it was in her head. Yeah, I, I, I really don't see how typing, like, a nasty message online is the, the equivalent to assault or murder. Bill, it's, th- it's, just, it's teasing, which happens in the real world, and some people can't handle yep. it. And they blow their brains out, or they slit their wrists, and it's unfortunate. It is. And those, but, those some people are one in a million. I thank right. you for the update, Bill, and thank you for the call. 800-259-9231, the latest on the national slavery situation with Target. Have they responded to our inquiries? We'll find out in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy all those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove that they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and take a look for yourself at shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, Here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is both fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents. They do patents, wills, LLCs, trademarks, living trusts. Use code FTL to save $10 off any order. That's LegalZoom.com. Let's continue with your calls. That is the primary mode of the program. Talk to Swampy, listening to KGEZ in Montana. Hello, Swampy. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, guys. Um, I'm hoping that uh, you know you're you're okay with uh, constructive criticism. Okay. Oh, always, always. Go ahead. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of people out here in Montana. Uh, we have a great radio station here. Swampy. Someone that owns the station with his family. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Hello? Shoot, Swampy, are you, li- Swampy, are you listening a on the radio? Problem. Yeah, we're having trouble with your phone. Are you there still? Okay, well, let's Swampy... Swampy, are you there? We can hear you, sort of. All right, let's put Swampy back on hold. We're going to try to, to uh, get him in a better cell, and we'll, we'll bring him back here in a little bit. But I, he's bringing up the uh, the KGEZ situation uh, that has developed itself uh, within the last couple of weeks, wherein there is a certain contingent of listeners to the station that uh, really doesn't like Free Talk Live. And uh, per, from what I'm understanding, the reason is, and I know you've experienced some of this on your program, Nick, uh, the conspiracy theorist contingent is... Uh, has gotten active. They have uh, taken up, you know, and started calling the station and complaining about Free Talk Live. Swampy's back. Swampy is back with us. And uh, Swampy, yes. are you there, sir? Yes, I am. Sorry, okay, I good. think you were in a bad cell. Go yeah, ahead I've, with your I've thoughts. I've called you guys before. Yep. Yes, sir. Um, the, the thing that's really been bothering me lately is that uh, I think, uh, and a lot of my the, the listeners of, of our radio station here and stuff have, have uh, commented. On, on you guys, that the fact that you need to, uh, and let me finish, you guys need to, um, I hate to say grow up, 
But, you know, we're here, I'm 60s in the 70s kind of group here with my friends. I've been here in Montana for years. Mm-hmm. Um, we All I want to do is just say, just try to get uh, a better handle on things. You know, don't look what for does that mean? rough, don't, wait a minute, don't look for rough edges, you know, where there's some negativity about something where you just butt in. I mean, Alex does that real well. You know, but, uh, are you talking about is, how we respond? No, are you no, referring minute, to Swampy? Are you, how you, are you, let me ask a question for clarification here. We're not going to cut you off or anything. Are you referring to how uh, we respond to some of the uh, true believer conspiracy theorists that call the show? No, well, not really. Uh, some things, but there's a lot of uh, interesting things that I hear uh, that people call in with them to make a point. And before they even get to make a point, uh, you embarrass them. Uh, you cut them off. You you come in with something that I don't even think you're very knowledgeable about. All right. Why don't you give us a specific is, example? You know, at, at my age, uh, knowledge and wisdom comes from just age. It doesn't come from to being 30 or 40 years old and, and going to college or whatever. Well, it comes from experience, I think. And Absolutely. Swampy, what is it? Can you give us a specific example of what it is you're talking about so we can really kind of break well, this down? Well, I, I guess um, I guess the thing that bothers me. Um, is that sometimes uh, my friends and other listeners that I know of, I just think that you're you go babbling on about stuff that you really don't know what you're talking about. Okay, can you give us an example of what you mean? Like, what don't we know well, what we're I, talking I about? I could. I just didn't write them down on paper. Um, All right. Well, I'm you know, interested wanna, to know um, because know, I can't really address it. I mean, there's. I'm a talk show host, so there's. You know, I kind of know a little right. bit about a lot of stuff. If but I not, think I know something, if I think I know something about something, but you think I don't, then how am I going to be able to address it? Because I already think I know something about it. Right. And if you call in and you call us out on the carpet, as has been done many times in the past, where a listener will call in and they'll say, look, you guys are just wrong about this, and here's you know, what the, the real situation is. As an example, Mark, no one called in on this, but the other night on the program, you made the declaration, I think it was on a Saturday show, that the Uniform Code of Military Justice was a room full of books. Right. And you know, based on uh, your understanding of what laws tend to be, that was a pretty fair, I think, presumption to make, but from what we understood from some of our military listeners that posted on our forum, that's just not the case. It's apparently a book. You know that uh, it's it's not a reasonable you, size. Yeah, it's not what you had suggested it was, and they you know they didn't call in, but they certainly could have. You know, if you call in to correct us on something, we're not going to screen out that call or anything like that. In fact, we want to learn as much as anybody else. I learn pretty much everything I you know everything I know and I talk about these days from listening to the people that call this uh, this radio program. So you know, I'm very interested in a in a more specific example of what might have uh, you know turned you off, but. If we're wrong about something, we're the first to admit that we're wrong. And I'd like to point out something that in the world of talk radio, they actually teach you to never be wrong. They actually tell you that you are to never change your mind about something. And over the years on this program, we've changed our minds about well, things. Well, you're allowed so. to change your mind uh, you know, from day to day, but it, it has to appear like your idea. You can never um, have your mind changed by a listener is what uh, is what the concept. But we don't concept. follow those rules. No. We don't, you know, we're real people and we're real fallible individuals and we can make mistakes. So, I, you know, telling us to grow up, you know, that doesn't, I don't think that really flies. It's not valuable. Yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, how do I grow up? Swampy, are you okay. still there? Okay, well, you know, that's, that kind of says it all. I, I had maybe 30 seconds to talk with you. You're still and, here, uh, Swampy. You know, what are you talking I, about? My, my friends and, and the people around here are calling it me and Mark talk live. And that you just pretty much just showed that how that really is. It's me and I've Mark taken Mark every Mark, single so. call that has come in on the Thanks. board tonight, and you're still here, Swampy. Yeah, you've been on for over six minutes. 
He hung up, by the way. Try, try to, try to call phone. Alex Jones and see how long you're going to stay on that I don't show. Know. I've never I mean, heard his show. I, know. I, I, guess, I, I guess you're I right. Can't I'm just on assuming that, that it's, uh, for all it's, I know, it's like every the... other talk show out there. How do, yeah, how do we know? He might keep the callers on for a half an hour. Look, this is a show. It's called Free Talk Live. You can call in about anything. We don't guarantee that you're going to get a minimum amount of time I, to talk. I do. I, uh, if you're interesting, I think we'll the, keep you longer. There's a pacing issue that I think that really bothers people to some extent. Like some people talk more slowly than other people, mm-hmm. and uh, that doesn't a doesn't work for radio very well. And likely you won't get it on any show if you're a slow talker. But uh, Free Talk Live is done in a. Uh, we I use three uh, adjectives to describe it when I talk to uh, to advertisers. Uh, fast, smart, and iconoclastic. And it's fast. And if you can't compete on fast, then, well, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do. How do we change the pacing of the show for somebody who, uh, you know, may want a, to give a symposium on something? Well, you know, that's just not what this show is. And if right. that's what you're hoping it to be, then I apologize to you for that. And, you are in the, you're listening to the wrong show. If you want and, a show where you can call and just, you know, say whatever it is you want for as long as you want while the host's going, you know, have a coffee break uh, as you lecture on about whatever it is that uh, you think is interesting, then... Then good luck finding shows like that. You the, can always go buy some airtime. The other sure thing that John I would Stokes like to point to you, the likely um, thing that I'd like to point out that uh, what we offer the listeners of KGEZ and uh, you know people like Swampy is the ability to get on uh, a multiple of stations. Many of the shows that are uh, you know on, I would assume on KGEZ and uh, certainly the ones that go through GCN, we have more sh- more stations than any other show on. Uh, We've got more GCN. stations than Alex Jones and Jack Blood combined. And we're on uh, on on Saturday nights. We're on stations like WFLA uh, and WFTL in Florida, big 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 monster stations, and we're growing all the time. So you have the opportunity, even though you may not be able to convince the hosts that there is a giant machine in Alaska controlling the weather, <laughs> you at the very least can get on um, and you know address the the subject with. Hundreds of thousands of people that are listening right then. And that is what Free Talk Live offers to KGEZ is the ability to get your voice way out there. And we've never screened out a call based on their topic. Nope. I do think there's a tendency. I'm not saying it's it's all conspiracy callers who have criticisms of the of the show and and the format. But quite often when I hear people saying that they're getting cut off, number one, they're spending their time complaining that they're getting cut off when they... If you're a good caller, you're going to be making a point and having an interesting conversation. Quite honestly, I think a lot of people just expect you to agree with them. And if you're arguing with them, they just can't handle the fact that you're going to disagree. And it's a fast-paced show. It's a talk radio show. You're going to cut people off. It's an exchange. We, We let them cut us off, too. 1-800-259-9231 is the number. We can continue this here in moments. Take your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like Free Talk Live and want to help support the show, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. And I'd like to point out uh, that we've actually had a couple of KGEZ listeners become Free Talk Live amplifiers recently. So, interestingly enough, 
our audience there in uh, Montana is probably the most participatory in our AMP program. Absolutely. Well, I they're, do they're not the know most participatory, participatory on the air, too. On the air and in our AMP program, which, you know, is unexpected. I don't expect radio listeners to AMP the show because you guys listen to the commercial breaks uh, in order to listen to the program. Yeah, part so. of the commercials say, say that uh, we, we will do away with some of the commercials once it we get true. to our goals. On, um, is all you have to do is go check it out at amp.freetalklive.com. Yeah, it's one of the ways we can help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations across the country, spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible, and uh, it works. So you get perks, too, like access to the Amp Only Call and Lines chat room forum and more. So if you are enjoying Free Talk Live and you want to help us out, become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your calls about what you want, it is Dave in Montana listening to KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Hey, how are you? Hey, Dave. What's hey, on your mind? Real- is they freak out about illegal aliens, man. Oh, is that what it is? It's, it's, not, even, aliens? it's gonna, not even the conspiracy gonna, thing? Yeah, we're going to be taking over. The world's going to just all be, go bad. The country's going to disappear and everything. But they don't understand if they be American, America will never disappear. Yeah. And, and, and then I'll, I'll get them all pissed off because I think they're all mad because, you know, the... Border Patrol guys, they got put in jail for shooting a dude running a little weed over the border. They shot him in the back. Nobody deserves to get shot over marijuana. Especially in the back. It's it's about bad marijuana laws, and they're blaming the Mexican, illegal Mexicans Hmm. for it. They, they, They don't understand... If they do anything about the illegal Mexicans, they ain't going to just do it about the Mexicans. They're going to do it to all of us. You have to they create a police state. That, that freedom's for everybody, man. Yeah, it's it's absolutely true, and they, you know, I understand. I understand that uh, people are very married to this whole immigrant issue. Yeah, ninety percent of the country are just freaked out that the Mexicans are all going to take over. And but here's an interesting point, and I'm glad you brought that up because we hadn't talked about it yet in this controversy over there at KGEZ. What's interesting, Dave, is we're on forty plus radio stations all around the country, and most of these stations are what you would consider a conservative radio station. Right, they don't have a uh, you know freaky pro liberty. Uh, stations out there. So, you know, during the day, hold on, Dave, let me make this point real quick. What's interesting is that, you know, even though they've got this, you know, ultra-conservative audience, we don't get people calling up trying to take us off the air on WFLA (laughs) in Florida. I mean, you know, all these other 40 stations, they're not putting a coalition to take us off the air because we're saying things that, one thing, that they disagree with. Look at the conservatives nowadays, a big attack on Obama. They hate Obama, you know. Mm-hmm. I could care less for either one of them. But yeah, right. here, here, the, conserv- the, the Republicans and the conservatives, they're supposed to stand up for God. And what do they do? They commit blasphemy, talking, comparing uh, Obama to their God. And they're supposed oh, the to Messiah. be the keepers of that. And... and I think that it just shows how hypocritical everybody is about freedom, man. Well, if freedom stared them right in the face, they'd be so scared they wouldn't know what to do. I see what they you're want- saying there, Dave. And, but you know, with, with Obama, the difference between Obama and us is Obama wants to get control of the government. He wants to force a bunch of things down people's throats. Free Talk Live only engages in the, the area of conversation. We only want to talk to you about issues, and then perhaps you will see our side. We will never send a man with a gun to your house to force you to do something something obama will and 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 it's you know that you guys are young you know you you, you got a, a fresh outlook too you know and yep. a lot of people are you know bitter you know and they and maybe they don't want to hear a youthful out a hopeful outlook and 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 
and that's just the problem lately, man. Everybody is just, you know, talking down. This is the best time to be alive. Absolutely. Man, right now, America has an opportunity to show the world what freedom and liberty is all about. But I think we're showing them what the Nazis were about and, and why it happened. And how did the German people allow them to do what they did? I think we're seeing how the German people allowed them to do what they did because mm-hmm. three quarters of my country want to do the same thing. They want to act so crazy with this nationalistic thing when they culture will never disappear as long as you be your culture, man. Just like Jesus says, the temple's in you, man. The culture's in you. Your American is in you, and you be American, right. and America your culture. will never disappear. Absolutely, and David, thank you as always for the call tonight. Your, I love that. The culture's in you. It's all up to you what, uh, you know, what your choices are and your values are and your viewpoint is, and you know, somebody else being out there somewhere in your vicinity with different, uh, different values set in no way affects you. If you allow it to or you want to change how you feel about things, that's all your decision. I can't make you feel angry about Free Talk Live. Only you can choose to feel angry about you know, Free Talk I Live. I often will have uh, callers on the show that I'll think about for days afterwards. Uh, you know, we had uh, a guy named Gilly who called in on Saturday, and I've been thinking about him while I work uh, cutting trees on my property. And I sort of get upset. And it's not Gilly's fault. I mean, I think he's got some opinions that really stink. But, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't uh, suppress what Gilly had to say. And I, I hope that on Free Talk Live we give people the opportunity to say not not convince us necessarily because we're pretty firm on a lot of issues but to say what they want to say it's free talk live not free convince live there you go let's continue with your calls and we will talk to nick in colorado nick you're on free talk live with ian nick and mark hey how you doing hey nick what's on your mind well just listen to all your callers got a lot of different interesting perspectives out there and um what, what these people are all upset over the illegal aliens is that it seems to be double uh, double you know two issues uh, primarily the fact that free talk live supports uh, freedom as far as the ability to cross imaginary lines in the sand without having to ask bureaucrat permission first. And secondly, the fact that when the conspiracy uh, – and, you know, as you said, Mark, we believe in some conspiracies. We believe that, you know, the Federal Reserve is definitely a conspiracy to steal uh, vast amounts of wealth from the American people. So we're on board with some of this stuff. But because we don't go as far down the rabbit hole as some of these other people might go, they're very upset when we reject their uh, ideas out of hand and when, when they'll say, well, you should research. This and I'll say I don't want to, and they'll get very upset about the fact that I have rejected their their viewpoint in that way. That seems to be what we're dealing with. Okay. Well, um, what do you consider a conspiracy theory? Well, I think that lizard men. One? How about lizard men? Yeah, lizard men would be oh, the, yeah, the end of it. Yeah. I think that's more of a metaphor than anything. How well, about uh, cold, Ken, what, what, what is the metaphor for? Cold blooded. Cold-blooded? Oh, that's interesting. Like, no, no, David. No, uh, David Ike no really does about. believe um, that in lizard men, from what I can tell. I mean, uh, you know, I've I've seen him interviewed on this subject. I always thought it was um, uh, code, basically, for the anti-Semitic, uh, basically Jews. That's that's really? why I took it. That, oh yeah, I, I mean, if you, I, and I might be drawing conclusions. Dehumanizing. Out there. Yeah, they're lizard men. They're shapeshifters. They're in all the important positions of power. They huh. even though the people way. that are in these, yeah. um, you know, the, these the World Bank and that kind of thing, they're not all Jewish, no. and they're not no. even half Jewish. But I, I think since anti-Semitism is a lot less acceptable now than it was at one point, I think a lot of people use that too. I've you know, 
I, I, I've seen it done where uh, people try to beat around the bush and accuse the Jews without saying it outright. What about the Nazi and CIA connection? Do you consider that conspiracy theory? What, that uh, the CIA was in some way connected to the Nazis? Yeah. I, I don't even know that they're... I, I, I wouldn't doubt it at all. The CIA has their nasty little fingers and everything, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know what that connection might have been. I've never yeah. heard of anything. And let me... I'd kind of like to make this comment, on, like, on the Mexican people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of being... They got this open gate to come here, and they're kind of been... They're kind of being herded this way. And I think the reason for it is because the Mexican government is confiscating all their property and just kind of shuffling them over here while they do their little deeds. Well, all it really is is the Mexican government is, you know, certainly much, uh, they're just awful over there, and it's incredibly corrupt, and there are many reasons to leave Mexico. However, there's a story, and I don't know if we're going to have a chance to get to it tonight, but there is a story, so just briefly uh, tell it to you, that uh, suggests that the tide may be turning, that uh, that people that were coming from Mexico uh, may be either not only just slowing down, but also reversing, and that people may actually be leaving, uh, immigrants may be leaving this country, because of the crackdown. So if what happens is that the uh, the United States government becomes more oppressive than the Mexican government, then you will not see any immigration coming here. You will see people staying where they are because it's not worth it to come to the United States anymore. And we may be seeing the beginnings of that with this uh, police state that we're seeing built up around us. And as always, thank you for the call, Nick. We appreciate it. With uh, internal checkpoints, border checkpoints, with businesses being raided, people rounded up, put into uh, temporary uh, camps, holding camps. We're seeing all of this happen now. And the immigrants are well aware of this. And you can better believe they're talking about it. I wouldn't want to immigrate into a, a police state, and neither do they. So to that end, the immigration uh, restrictions seem to be having some success. Unfortunately, we're all getting caught in it, and we're all being inconvenienced by it. And it's a police state that affects every single one of us, not just the immigrants. I don't want to live in a police state. Hour three's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We go right back into your calls, and we start things out with Sam in Texas on the AMP line. Hello, Sam. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, good evening, sir. What's on your mind? Ian, there's a couple things I want to take you to task on here, uh, and it's related to this KGEZ situation. In the first year that I started listening, um, there were a couple times where just the way you kind of responded to the callers got me to where I myself was just kind of upset uh, to where I almost stopped listening to Free Talk Live. And one of them is certainly on the conspiracy callers, and the other time is not any specific issue, but just when a caller calls in with what I think is a pretty good argument uh, against the uh, free market handling a specific issue, if your response is kind of weak, I kind of sense a little bit of uh, frustration coming uh, from you that's aimed at the caller. Does that make sense? 
possibly. Uh, certainly, I know that the uh, conspiracy theorists are uh, certainly frustrating I to me. I don't like that term, conspiracy theorist. I prefer crackpot conspiracy. Crackpot conspiracy. Here's the reason. Well, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. It's because everybody has a different conspiracy theory of okay. some sort or another. And when you say conspiracy theorists, you alienate people that, um, you know... How about the rabbit hole? Maybe rabbit hole conspiracy theorists. That well, sounds a little I, I don't know. I don't know how far, you know, the, the, obviously there's people that don't believe that the the hole goes as far as I do or whatever, and, and you know, they're going to disagree to some extent. But I think yeah. that conspiracy theorists, the term is just, it, it's belittling. It, yeah, it, it is certainly frustrating uh, to me that they, you know, they, they continue to harp on trying to get us to, like, convert us to, you know, becoming true believers in, you know, all of the craziness that they believe in. And, you know, they continue, continually try and they don't, you know, they never give up. Um, so I guess that's frustrating to me. I can certainly understand that. Well, and I think the symptoms, the things that they complain about are really the symptoms, you know, that you're cutting them off, that, oh, you won't do the research, or that you don't believe, or that you guys are rejecting their viewpoint. But it's I, never I enough, Sam. I mean, I can, I can state, as I have many times, that I have actually watched several of the uh, conspiracy videos. Um, pretty much every Alex Jones video he's ever released, uh, I've actually seen them all. And, uh, you know, I have done some level of looking into these things, but it's never enough because they have done hundreds of hours of research. And if I haven't done as much of research as they have done, and if I'm not having the, uh, the conspiracy expert guests on the program that they want to hear from, then it's just not, it's just not satisfying to them. So, Ian, I think what you're doing is addressing the symptoms rather than the problem. And I think the problem here is that when these guys call in, they're not feeling heard. I mean, this is just like in that video you've seen where I'd agree with that. the cop was not uh, acknowledging my comments. He was talking back to me in a childish voice. And all those things can create rage. You know, somebody can have a disagreement with you and walk away, and in a couple days they're over it. But when they don't feel heard, that's when they're going to take these additional steps and, you know, launch a campaign or whatever to try and, uh, you know, do you guys in or, or whatever. But there's only – I see where you're coming from, and I agree with that. Certainly that is going to be many of their objections is that, you know, well, I didn't get enough time to talk about what I wanted to talk about. And, you know, as the last guy, Swampy, said, well, you know, this isn't free talk live. You've only given me 30 seconds even though he was on with us for, for six minutes or however long that was. Yeah. And, uh, so which is an eternity in talk radio. There's a certain point at which uh, you can never make everybody happy. I mean, when you're in business, that is what you'd like to do. I mean, gosh, if I could make everybody happy and if everybody would listen to this show and like what they heard, then man, that'd be great for our ratings and it'd be great for uh, for our advertisers and all that. But I do understand that when we take controversial stands on issues, iconoclastic stands on issues, we are going to alienate some people. And when we don't do exactly what some of well, them want us to do, maybe that's listen for 10 minutes straight or go and go, do, dig and do research. When we don't do those things, I can see that. And I can see why that would be frustrating to somebody. I don't, but that's not what Sam's saying. I mean, it's not the stance that he's claiming is the problem. I mean, we can take whatever stance we want. It's that we, we don't want. listen that, or whatever. And, right. And that we're rejecting them well, out of It's hand. not rejecting. It's the manner in which you listen. And, you know, when I say, uh, you know, things like, Swampy, I hear that you're frustrated with this. That helps to, to you know, cement in their mind we're listening as opposed to just, you know, jumping down somebody's throat. And I know uh, what we've, we've had off-air uh, off conversations about uh, crackpot conspiracy theorists and what we want to do and how we want to deal with them. And, you know, one of the thought processes has been let's just jump down their throat and get them off the air as quickly as possible. 
Right. Well, they do get the, the opportunity to state their initial point, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, that they, they do. They you do. wanted to call sure. and tell us about the chemtrails over your house. Okay, tell us your little story, and then we'll talk about why we don't care, why we don't think that's relevant to what it is that right. we find And I think I don't care to – it's not relevant is uh, – I think that's a uh, – it's not relevant is simply a better statement. Okay, that's yeah, fine. Mark, I, could, hmm? I, I want to jump in and kind of expand on what you're saying. Um, I think what might be effective is really to kind of jump into these people's world for a little bit, explore it with them, repeat back, you know, what it is they're telling you so that they do feel heard, and then talk to them about, you know, what is it like when you go out and tell the average citizen that there's a mind control machine in Alaska and the government's run by lizard people? How do they respond to you, and is that an effective way to bring about change and the changes that you want to see in, in society and in the world? I think that's a good way to, uh, of asking the question. The other thing that's frustrating on our our side is that often to uh, put forward arguments like what you're you're outlining right there, it takes a great deal of time. And yes. you know we we want to we want to have a show that's um, that has broad appeal. And I can tell you when you're talking about a mind control device in Alaska. It doesn't have broad appeal. Well, and not only that, but um, that could still be entertaining. But there's also a factor of where our uh, a, g- a good bulk of our listeners that aren't the of the crackpot uh, conspiracy mindset are really tired of hearing it. I mean, they're really tired of they hearing the are. same old stuff. Nine eleven truth, chemtrails, blah blah blah. And of course, when one chemtrail call in, you know, caller calls in, then it seems like ten of them call in after that. And it can be frustrating to a good bulk of our listeners. So again, the question becomes: Do we, uh, you know, do we trade off the, you know, this this one subset of listeners' happiness for the happiness of the the one caller to, you know, to make him feel more heard than he might otherwise feel? It's a tough, tough position to be in, and I'm sure you can understand that, Sam. Absolutely, I agree. I, I, I don't know where the the line or you know what the best way to solve it is. It's, it's just going to be one of those things. I think that'll come with experience. I think you're right, and I'm glad that you you know you've called in to uh, to make suggestions. Certainly, I think that there's there are some things that we can change to perhaps smooth out the the process to some extent. But you know when the when the day is uh, is over and done with. I mean, none of us are going to go home and do the research that these that many of these crackpot conspiracy callers would like us to do, yeah, well, and it bothers them, it bothers no, them no, so much that we don't. It's not doing the research. The research uh, that that is uh, that, that's a you know it, it's it's foolish because. The fact is, you can research in any direction you wish. You can find out whatever you want. You can find enough information out there to prove that there are, in fact, lizard men running the world as shapeshifters that have been here for 10 million years or whatever. There's enough research out there that you can read that stuff, and if you decide that it's true or whatever, you, you just can't. You can't. There's too much information out there to actually research anything exhaustively. You've got to use your sense and what makes sense to you. And if you come up with different conclusions, that's fine. The the stance that we take on this show is I don't know who or what or why they blew up the World Trade Centers on 9-11. The point is that we don't want to do a show about it. Um, we, don't, we don't want to spend a lot of time on it because even if we could prove that it was an inside job committed by you know the, the New World Order, Whoever. it's not relevant. What would we be able to do about it? It's not relevant to what we're doing as far as our activism is concerned about achieving liberty in our lifetime. It's not relevant to what you're doing, Sam, in that you're going into courtrooms and asking very relevant questions about the 
nature of the government and things like that. Um, so I, I like that shift from I don't care to it's not relevant, and that is uh, that is where I think that, that we should focus on. But that still doesn't satisfy the person who's calling in. And again, we're never going to be able to satisfy everyone. That's something that you just have to accept up front. Otherwise, you'll drive yourself crazy. Uh, but the, you know, the person who calls in that has factoid after factoid after factoid, they want to uh, you know get out there to the masses about what they think happened on 9/11 or Oklahoma City or whatever. That we just don't have time for. Give us a, a factoid or two. Okay, that's fine. And you can call back another time and do it again if you want to, and it'll just spark the same conversation about why we think it's not relevant. A good conversation, Sam. And as always, thank you for the call. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, including live streams, broadband version, and dial-up versions of the show, both free for you. Enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. And travel less and meet online. Try WebEx for free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx, and you'll also uh, find out how you can get a free webcam. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. Use the code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx today. As uh, we continue here in a moment with the phone calls, real quick email uh, from Mark, kind of in relation to Free Talk Live not being perhaps as, as smooth as we could be. And we're humans. We can get upset. We're fallible. We make mistakes. And I think that I agree with uh, where Mark's coming from on this. He says, Ian, I've been listening to the show for about a year, and I've got to say, you guys have totally changed my views. Well, we didn't change your views. You changed your views. We just gave you a little information. Anyway, he says, I've come from a law and order Republican to a close to a voluntarist in a pretty short period of time. I guess the main thing was the message of the non-initiation of force principle. Once I heard this and actually sat down and thought about it, there was no turning back for me. I've always been impressed with both of you guys' ability to put forth your views in a logical and persuasive fashion. Most of the time, the arguments are principled and ad, ho- and ho- ad, hominem-, ho- ad hominem ad hominem attacks mm. have I swear I wasn't drinking. Yeah, articulation is clearly clearly not our strong point. <laughs> have almost never been used. I've got to say though that I'm disappointed with Mark and his disrespect for the retired Navy man that called into the show on Saturday. The term "hired killer" that he used. Paid. Paid killers. Paid killers. Well, anyway, that's what he remembered, was hired killer, uh, that he used may have been accurate, but it served absolutely no purpose other than to start an uproar from several veterans that called in afterwards. While it made for good radio, his attack did nothing but instantly close the minds of those listeners that may have been receptive to the message of liberty. I'm not sure that that's true. And, you know, I've, I, I, I felt I it was unnecessarily incendiary. I did feel that, as you said it, Mark. I, I, I understand you did, and, uh, you know, I, I, we, we talked about that off the air. You know, um, the fact is, it's the truth. And it's not the truth in the same way of dropping the N-word is for on a black person. I mean, that's, the, I guess, the truth in some way. And it's certainly incendiary. But I think that it gets some people to think. Maybe I'm wrong, you know? But I was able to back it up later. I think there would have been. I said, you know, what is, what is the military's job, Gilly? I think if you would have started perhaps with questions about he the nature of the military. Question. Yeah, I see he where you're coming me, from. 
Have you ever been in the service? Well, remember, let me continue with Mark's email. He says, I was brought into the liberty movement by the rational, logical ideas that are expounded on your program. And if I'd stumbled on Free Talk Live last Saturday for the first time, I'm not sure that I would have tuned into the next podcast. You both should be concerned with that. I found Mark's comment disrespectful and unnecessary. While I don't support the things the military are doing today, I still respect those that are willing to volunteer for the job. Why in the world would Mark attack this gentleman? I'm perplexed. I'll still be tuning in and hope that in the future that when this type of topic comes up again, that a more persuasive and effective way of communicating the message of liberty can be found to deal with this type of situation. I'm confident that Mark didn't realize how harsh it sounded, and I'm using this example to myself when trying to talk to people about these ideas. I myself at times have chosen words that have turned off people that I may have been able to gotten to stop and think instead of just tuning me out and walking away. I think whether th- – this is where I come from with that comment because I've heard it before, uh, the, the paid killer comment. It, it is true. It's simply true. And I know that it comes off to some people. Maybe it's not the best way to get the message across to people who are kind of on the fence. I could see how some people might close up when they hear it because it's used in a negative connotation. But to be honest, the military, it, its job is to kill. I mean, the and military – it, it's just – War is just a bloody slaughter. And even when you support the war, I, you know, in some ways I come off um, with World War II. I'm a little bit more hawkish on that than a lot of libertarians are. You were still a paid killer. You're, I mean, whether you believe it was a just war right. or not. There's no connotation to it. Life. Murder is a connotation of legality right. or, or <laughs> illegality. Um, and, I, you know, I don't use that term. I say killer. And I, I was shocked when you said it. I thought it was unnecessary at that point in the conversation. I didn't think he had gotten too incensed to where you should have shot back something like that. Like if he had been beaten on you pretty hard, uh, then it I, might have been I, fair. Know, the, 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 this uh, to it me below the belt. I, me. Underst- I understand where you're coming from. I, you know, and all I can and do I'm is used to your crap. I can, I'm, I'm annoyed by this uh, sycophant sort of butt kissing that goes on with the military. You know, this whole military worship, this nationalistic thing. You better leave this damn country if you don't love what the military's done for you because we fought and died for your freedom pilgrim no you didn't no you didn't you stinking gun-toting government sycophant you didn't do anything for me except what you did for the politicians Mm. you took my stolen money in the form of tax dollars as your paycheck and you did what the politicians told you to do you didn't defend freedom you haven't defended freedom if you can make you can say you defended the nation i suppose in the wet in the uh, pacific theater of world war ii and i'm not exactly willing to go there but alaska they did invade alaska (laughs) big but alaska and hawaii weren't states at those point those were protectorates it was the United States, though. Those were a bunch of Indians that we were controlling that didn't even have a vote. Yeah, it was It was still the United States. <laughs> because what? The United States owned it? The United States government, but not the United States people. How many United you know, Americans were actually there that weren't in the employ of the, uh, you know, that weren't in the employ of the military? See, this is, it, it irritates me. I'm not saying like it's the, right or wrong. Like the, uh, you know, the crackpot conspiracy people irritate me. I totally understand, Mark, where you're coming from. I'm just, I just wanted to share another kind of viewpoint. I just don't think, you know, I mean, how many, how many people, brown people, do we have to kill before I'm not killing anybody. the United States, the military, the the, yeah. the 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 paid killers, how many of them do we have? Do they have to kill before we call them paid killers? That's what I don't understand. Is all they are is a group of people that work for the government that kill when they're told to kill. 
Just figured I'd share that with I you, Mark. Understand. I, 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 I understand your defense. It's, it's only a, my, it's only it's my frustration. Fair, I understand right. where he's coming yeah. from. He's, he's talking about uh, convincing people and it's a fair getting them on, of, on your side, and that's right. something entirely different. Uh, I don't know. And I, I do have to say that by using that terminology, you are doing a good job of stripping the state of its legitimacy, which is something that you would like to do, Ian. But we I, can still strip the state of its legitimacy by perhaps being a little bit more uh, persuasive instead of uh, so incendiary. I'm not saying there's not a time and a place to be incendiary. It just felt uh, it just felt out of place to me when you just sort of dropped it into what was a, co- a conversation. It, I, I, you know, and it just des- degenerated from but, that But point. it was a, you know, it was this sort of, it was this conversation that had an underlying tone. Well, have you gentlemen ever served the United States Armed Services as so, you know, there was the, the, the foundation. He was coming from a foundation that the military is great. Well, I don't like your opinion. Would you like to come have cocktails with me at the American Legion Hall so my friends can beat you up for your opinion? Yeah. I mean, that just goes to show what kind of group of violent thugs he's talking about. I Absolutely. guess. Uh, you know, and you don't disagree with my point. You just dis- disagree with the way. And you know, I just felt it was inappropriate. I was that irritated and mad, and I'm not so sure that I, I I'm not re- even ready to retract the statements. I, I don't. I'm not saying you should have to. I'm just telling you how I felt, and I'm yep. telling you how Matt felt yep. about it. And I just wanted to get that out there in this whole converse, this greater conversation about you know us getting emotional and perhaps not being as persuasive as we might uh, otherwise be. The comments We're have humans. value, and they're they're legitimate. We're humans. We make mistakes. Uh, we're going to say things that uh, or will be taken out of context or will just you know, blurt out that we might not necessarily have otherwise said. Will we lose listeners for it? Okay, yeah, some people are going to get upset. They're going to tune out. Some people are going to tune in longer. They're going to tune in again right. to hear what another... I contend you know, that people stuck around to find out who the hell is talking about paid killers being the Army. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the updates. Get signed up, and we will keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, Jay is on the line in Montana listening to KGEZ. Hello, Jay. Jay, Montana? Far out, man. Hey, dude. How's it going? Groovy. What's on your mind? Groovy. Yeah, it's all, it's all good here. Far-reaching. Yeah. What's up, man? Psychedelic. <laughs> What's on your mind? Dave, Dave says he came to Montana in 1978 from New Jersey. Are you personal He's... friends with Dave? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's more Montanian than uh, 99.44% of the people that have moved in here. Really? What make, now, what, how is it that you can make that claim? Because he's got soul. He's got heart. He's a stand-up guy. He's not prejudiced. You know, if you're a stand-up guy in Montana, we don't care if you're pink or red or whatever. If you're a stand-up guy, that's, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, yeah, it's it's hard to understand for somebody who's not from Montana exactly what you would mean by you know a Montanan, a stand-up guy. There you gotcha. go. We we think so too. What else was on your mind tonight? Well, um, I don't know where to start with you guys. Um, <clears throat> liberty. We like that. Liberty thing, is good. Right? 
Yes. Okay. Who are the enemies of liberty? Uh, those People who would, that want to con- uh, the government generally. Those who would want to control uh, uh, your actions. Criminals. Yeah. So traitors in our government might be the enemies of liberty. No, I would say everyone in government would be the enemy I, of liberty. I would say that, in fact, the government, <laughs> that the government is the enemy well, not of liberty. Everybody, not everyone in, in, in government. I mean, there's a lot of little people here on the county level and the state level that are really working for their country, and they really believe in... Oh, America. that's true. Absolutely. And those people are cogs. Or right. They, they or didn't get into those is, jobs. You know, like the city clerk, for instance, or whoever, uh, the bureaucrats that take the payments for uh, whatever uh, department it is you're paying them for, they just wanted a job. You know, that's that's all they wanted. And many of they them wanted, do great jobs. Yeah. Well, they do their best. They do their they best can. inside of those systems. Uh, but, but, yeah, they are, they are essentially cogs in a uh, inherently wrong system known as the government. So, yeah, while they may not be uh, gangsters, there are certainly gangsters in the government. They're marginalized. They're uh, separated from, you know, they, one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing, and they're, they're, they don't know that they're ruining their own families. Oh, yeah, they're completely else. oblivious. In fact, I've got an email here we're not going to get to tonight, but maybe, uh, maybe tomorrow between Sam, who called in earlier from Texas, and one of the city councilors here in Keene uh, named Cynthia, talking about uh, the voluntary society and how she just doesn't understand. And, and yeah, most of the people in government are completely oblivious to the fact that they are involved with and endorse a uh, an inherently violent system. They don't want to understand it because to understand it would mean that they would have to come to terms and come to grips with the fact that all of this time they've been supporting a, a violent system. And yeah, so like, they don't want to see like it. like finding out that Grandpa was a child molester and they don't want to yeah. admit to that. Yeah, that's got to be and the so, feeling. And so that's why us here in Montana are a little upset about uh, identifying the enemy. And it's the same enemy that is, that is you know, they're they're flooding our borders, and I love the Mexican people. I love all people. I'm not prejudiced, but they're flooding the borders. There's it's costing us $364 billion a year. Wait, how's that I, exactly? I think that, oh, before you go on there, those are propaganda wait, 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 numbers. Wait, before you marginalize me now. I'm not marginalizing. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing out I'm that... not a crackpot theorist. I, I'm, and I'm not <laughs> calling you a crackpot theorist. I'm telling you that there are all kinds of numbers all over the place. I know that. I heard your point earlier. And the point is and, is that those I, people I also, they eat food, they, they drive cars, they live in houses, they spend a lot of money, too. I'll grant you that they use um, services from the, the government that I wish were not there, but I contend that that's our fault for putting the services there in the first place. The United States government's, um, you know, the, the people of the United States' fault for allowing the government to get that large, not the people of Mexico who simply want to come here and work for a living. Um, that that's you know because we have a system in place that uh, is is bad we shouldn't allow people in let's get rid of the bad system and allow people to come here and work hard and grow a life like our ancestors could back before they had this huge immigration bureaucracy that could actually track people you know who do we know how somebody was legal or illegal they brought them into Ellis Island they ruined their name and they sent them out the door in three days uh, are you there I yeah am. we're here. I agree with you mm-hmm. for the most part, but there is an agenda by the enemies of liberty. And? You have to take into consideration on that fact. Okay, what's the agenda? Who are the enemies of liberty? Well, I mean, you, you, you mentioned the government and the traitors in the government. 
<laughs> no, no, these people aren't traitors, Jay. They're doing what they, they think government should do. Eighty percent of Americans want the top them. end. I'm talking about the top end, the ones that are flooding Europe with immigrants and they're flooding the Americas with immigrants. I mean, America with immigrants. How are the top end politicians flooding any? You know, taking the poor people of the world and pushing them different places. Jay, because they're not defending our borders, they're 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 de- de- deliberately. Uh, uh, tearing apart the Constitution, there. You know, they say that you know any any Democrat who says that we're going to end the war in Iraq is lying because they're building the biggest embassy in the world, bigger than the Vatican, and building what 28 bases mm-hmm. in Iraq. So any Democrat who says they're going to end the war is a liar, and any Republican who says he's going to close the borders to illegal immigration, and all the crime and all the the uh, disease that comes with that. Is lying too. Well, I, I would say he's lying because you couldn't do it even if you were in charge of the government. You can't close down the border because simply people. Oh yeah, people... there's lots of ways to do that. Go ahead, there's, give us some ideas, Dave, Jay. Our Dave, Dave in Montana has, you know, has has the perfect way to do that, and that's arrest the people who hire the illegals. I don't think Dave. Would I don't call think Dave's ever said that. In the welfare state. Don't put words in In Dave's the welfare state, I'm for ending the welfare state. To come here. Well, that would, that's one way to end it. Do you, you really want to arrest Americans that give people jobs? Yep. So okay. if I help somebody come because here, because Jay, it's, it's the old, it's, it's the same old story. But let's not get off on that. I want to, let's get on. Well, on let's what get we on. Agree let's with. get on that because I mean, we agree on a lot, but no, that's not interesting you know, radio. In, in the 1940s, people people from North Dakota came into Montana as cheap labor, and to this day, we still tell North Dakota jokes because they said they were just doing the jobs that Montanans weren't doing. No, no, that's not the truth. They were. That's because if 20 uh, Italians come in here and live in a house and, and buy a new pickup truck and start a window business, you know, they can under... They can work cheaper than one month. That's great. That's what the the free market is about. People coming in and offering (laughs) services at a competitive rate. It's not fair. It's not free and it's not fair. What? what, Competition's not fair? (laughs) Dude, that's. Competition is fair, man. But if if, if all the regulation was taken off of that, then it would be fair and it would level out. Then let's talk about the real issue. So you're complaining complaining about regulations. Regulations are things written down on paper that are enforced by guys. With guns, not free people interacting not, freely. Not by law. I mean, not by uh, Congress. Uh, we're being, yeah, we're being governed by regu- regulators. So, so that's so the let's problem. not go after Mexicans because the regulators or the uh, North Dakotans. After Mexicans. I said Italians. Okay. It's not the Italians. Italian. Italian. It's not the Mexicans. It's not the Chinese. It's not the North Dakotans' fault. It's the government. It sounds to me like you've identified two government. big yeah. government problems and you know problems with government, of course, and that is regulation uh, and also you know the, uh, the the fact that there's this welfare state here, and you've already agreed that we should get rid of those things. So in the absence of all that, if I decided to help somebody come here from another country or wherever, you know, uh, then and you found out that I had helped smuggle someone here and maybe given them a room to rent in my house and uh, and hired them to, to answer phones for Free Talk Live, you, would you want me to go to a jail cell, Jay? I'd have to examine the whole situation. I mean, what were your motives? And it was, was my it, motives were to help were somebody move it, here. Uh, I, you know, were you doing it? Uh, I hate to use the word legal because I like to use oh, the word Oh, I guarantee you it would be fully illegal, sir. I guarantee you that because I don't obey silly man laws. I'd like to thank you for the call, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
You can bring up whatever you want. We'll try to sneak you in even in these remaining moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the program and you want to help support the show, we need your vote. Please go to vote.freetalklive.com as soon as possible uh, because we need your votes to pump our numbers up on the Podcast Alley Top 10. A hundred votes would take us into the first position. 200 votes would really lock us into that first position pretty effectively. And we know that thousands of people are listening to the program on a nightly basis, so maybe you could be the next person to go to vote.freetalklive.com. I mean, I, I doubt that most of our listeners hate us. That seems unlikely. I understand that there are people that listen to different radio programs because they absolutely hate the hosts and you know just want to hear what they want to say next. But I doubt that's the super majority of our listeners. It so. doesn't seem like they would even bother listening to our, uh, our fringe political ideology if they didn't agree to some extent. Um, you know, some people are are being converted every every evening, and that's and one of the ways you can help that happening. If you do believe in liberty, at least to some extent, is to go and vote at vote.freetalklive.com right. because here's how it works. You vote there. Um, we are the, we, we end up being the number one podcast as we are month after month usually. And now we're sitting at fourth place, which stinks. And I'm able to parlay that into more advertising on the show. Therefore, making more money for us, making us able to do this show, uh, you know, longer, longer. Yeah. and, you know, bringing the message of freedom and liberty to more people. Right. Uh, we do, as you know, uh, put this program on the Internet uh, in podcast form every single night. Twelve, you get uh, during the radio. If you listen on the radio all week long, you'll hear 18 hours of content. But in podcast form, uh, it's missing the news breaks and uh, the commercial breaks and all that. Uh, so it's it's basically 12 hours a week of online content that we do totally free, unlike those other radio talk show hosts that charge you for that sort of service. So one of the things we ask you to do in return is is to vote for us at vote.freetalklive.com. It makes a big difference, and we would appreciate it. That's vote.freetalklive.com. As we go to Jeff in Montana, listening to KGEZ. Hello, Jeff. Hello. Hey. Hey, uh, I got a question for you. I'm going to change the subject a little bit. My okay. uh, conversation tonight. Uh, I got an earful while I waited. but uh, Yes, sir. I'm from KGEZ, but I'm not going to talk about conspiracies. Okay. <laughs> um, Obama made a comment that he wants to... Um, Take money from the oil companies mm-hmm. and do a credit for energy credit? Yeah. Okay, Besides being unconstitutional. Question. What does that mean? I don't understand it. Okay. He yeah, wants... well, here's, here's my question. And, I, and one thing I appreciate you guys um, is your, your understanding of the economy and how it's supposed to work. So I want to pose a question to you. And if I, if I purchased an item for $10,000 mm-hmm. okay, and I sold it for $12,000 and I'm, I'm making $2,000 profit per item. Right. And that's, I mean, we're in a free market, right? Okay. Okay, so I do that for 10 years, and I, I sell, you know, X amount of these, let's say 100 of these things a year, so I'm making $200,000, right? Okay. And all of a sudden, everybody decides they got to have one, and I sell a million of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have, I have windfall profits now, right? Yeah. But I didn't change necessarily the pricing. So here's my question is, what, what in any politician's mind makes them want to go after an oil company when their cost of doing business, I mean, just because, you know, what looks like windfall profits, because the volume of profits there doesn't mean that the percentage of profit is any greater than it was. 
Well, here's the answer to your question. Public relations. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all about getting votes. People, uh, when they see those gas prices, which are not the oil company's fault, they're inflation. It's the government that's inflating the money supply, the number one uh, cause. Printing dollar my, bills. Yeah. Um, but that's my, in my opinion. And so when people see those gas prices, they get upset. And when Americans get upset, they've been trained to do something. They've been trained to say, and I'm sure you've heard it before, there ought to be a law. These darned oil companies out here hijacking our rates and pricing up these things so high. This is terrible. And so they, they place the blame in the wrong place. They blame the, the oil companies. And, of course, the media feeds into that frenzy. And the politicians are right there to run right along with it and say, yeah, these oil companies making too much profit. I mean, when, when, uh, when Pepsi and Coke actually make more as far as the percentage of profits are concerned. Profit margin. Right. So they make more. But yet Pepsi and Coke, they're not the bad guys of the moment. It's the oil companies because it's politically feasible. So Obama and McCain or whoever it is that's out there promoting these ideas, they know that when they get up on stage in front of a an audience full of people who've been paying what they consider way too much for gasoline, and they say, if you elect me, I'll crack down on these evil oil companies that are gouging you with these crazy prices. I will come to your say. I am your savior. Just elect me. That's all it is. It's just politics, man. That's what they do. Well, and that's you know that's why I wanted to kind of bring it up because it's that's a scary thought to me. You know, I mean, who's who's next? It, well, yeah, it's exactly right. It, Who you know, is any next? politician's mind is you know what we're looking at is you know you can only tax the people so much, so the money's got to come from somewhere. So let's just start pulling these shenanigans, and and they think that the public's going to be on their side because nobody likes the gas prices. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Let's you know I want to make my statement. Wake up! It's you know. Let's set that aside and look at the fact that I mean, what what would there's nothing right about that idea. You're absolutely right. There's always some sort of enemy, though. The government uh, it feeds off of this. The government has to create boogeymen out there, whether it be terrorists, the gas companies, immigrants, or whatever. There's always or communists from back in the fifties. There's always something, some sort of enemy of the moment that they can, uh, you know, just sort of create this. this enthusiasm or this anti-enthusiasm or whatever it is about uh, in the populace to get them to support their regulations and and getting them to vote for them. That's what it's about. And so there will be something that comes next. And your question is great. Who will it be? It could be any industry. It could be any business. And they could be targeted for whatever reason that they want to make up. Yeah, and I believe that the windfall profits tax, speaking about it specifically, something similar was tried under the Carter administration and I'm not sure of all the details, but I know it was it was largely perceived to be a flop because it it didn't actually improve anything. It just taxed the profits of oil companies, and obviously when you tax companies on their profits, they have less money to reinvest into new developments for new technologies and new drilling. Um, so it, it's not going to fix anything, but it's largely it's just a political move. Jeff, good call. Thanks for making it tonight. We appreciate it. As another example of you know another industry that who would have thought. How about baseball with the the steroids? I mean, calling in the baseball people to come testify in front of Congress? Total pandering to make it look like we care about drugs and we're going to put a stop to this. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I'm surprised they haven't uh, gone after the uh, salary uh, salaries of, of many baseball players. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, baseball annoys me um, <laughs> lar- by and large. I, I just I don't like the sport. It comes on during my radio shows um, on the local radio station and, and, theref- and thereby annoying me. To me, it's, uh, you know, I, I, as far as sports go, I would rather watch football or hockey or, or one of those other ones. It, it's a little slow for me. I'm not disparaging you if you like baseball. God bless you. But, um, 
I'm surprised they haven't gone after what many of these baseball players make. As far as I'm concerned, they should make whatever they can get paid. Oh, I'm with you there. But, but I'm probably... surprised that uh, the politicians haven't been used to go after what athletes make. Well, I think the reason why is because it doesn't seem as evil in the uh, sort of the public's mind about, you know, well, who, who's worse? Is it the owners of the teams or just the guys that are playing ball? So it's easier for them to pick on the ownership because they're the evil corporate men or whatever versus going after the, uh, the employees, so mm. to speak. Let's continue, though, with uh, Tim in Pennsylvania. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, you had a caller call in uh, a couple days ago who, uh, who had a situation where the government took a section of his front yard and put a road and then sent him a bill. Yes. I don't know if you recall that, but I yep. have a similar situation on a uh, smaller scale. They, uh, the local uh, government took and uh, did what they called a beautification process where they took 13 blocks of the main street, and my rental property was on that street, and they ripped up the sidewalk and then replaced everybody's sidewalk and mm-hmm. then sent everybody a bill. What was the bill for? Well, it wasn't that much. It was $700 because it's a row home, and I only was responsible for about uh, 16 feet of uh, sidewalk. I but see. Uh, they had just ripped up the sidewalk in front of my home a year prior to replace the natural gas line, and I just thought it was silly, so I decided just not to pay. Oh, and, boy. And um, it went for a year, and I got, like, a few bills in the mail, and uh, I just kind of disregarded them. And then uh, just uh, about two years ago, I kind of wanted to get out of the rental business. And uh, here what they did was they put a lien on my house. They didn't even send you notice of it? No, they did. It, 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 I didn't get it till later because it went to the house, and my tenant just kind of shoved it in a drawer. Uh, what a surprise. And right after he moved out, I found this notice in the drawer. So I called him, and, and actually what happened was uh, I had to pay him 700 plus a $250 lien charge, mm-hmm. which I don't know what you have to do to put a lien on a house, but it cost me another $250. It's a bureaucrat. They put a piece of paper in a file. Uh, I think sure. that there's a judge involved. Yeah. So, the, But the, the downside of it is, so I got that done, put it up for sale, and then they contacted me again and said, sorry, you're not allowed to sell your house because your, uh, your sewer line is connected to a neighbor's sewer line and then runs into the main sewer line, and we just oh passed a new law stating you have to have your own sewer line before you're allowed to change titles to your house. I wish we had more time to discuss this, but we are out of it. Do keep us informed as to your situation. It sounds awful. uh, And we will be back tomorrow night. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.